Blog Talk Radio. For all the news you need to know, welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. And welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. I want to say happy Thursday to you guys out there. Hope that this week has definitely been treating you kind and, uh, man, just giving you all kind of great vibes, you guys. And so if you didn't know, the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by Vibration Radio. Uh, that means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally. So big shout out to Vibration Radio uh, for holding us down, as they always do, you guys. And so tonight, you guys, we we are welcoming a special guest and a new guest on to the platform this evening, you guys. I'm talking about Ms. Shandi Wright-Brown. She's going to be joining us tonight, ladies and gentlemen, and she is the author of The Black Girl's Guide to Wellness, 21 Days to Transform into a More Healthy and Happy You. And so I'm excited about her coming on the show tonight. Anytime that we have someone willing to show into us and talk about our health and talk about our well-being, um, it's always a great time over here. And so I know a lot of you guys um, had questions for her, so please, please do us a favor. Call in tonight. Um, The number is 347-326-9139 is the number, or you can send your questions directly to me, Bianca Fly, on Facebook, uh, to my inbox, as so many of you like to do, and I'll be happy to ask your questions here live on the air tonight, you guys. And so um, what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break, but when I come back, you guys, we're going to welcome our special guest. Mashandi right round you guys right here on the beautiful butterfly show. There is a musical revolution coming. A mixture of jazz soul and funk. Topped off with the lyrical precision of the sweet. 
spoken one, Mr. Arrestus a day. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly, you guys. And tonight, um, as promised, you guys, we have um, our special guest joining us uh, to enlighten us, uh, to inform us, um, and inspire us uh, to look at our lives and our wellness in a new uh, direction. I'm talking about Mishandi Bright Brown, you guys. And so we're not going to delay anyone. We're going to bring the lady of the hour on here. LaShonda, you there? I'm here. Hi. How are you? Welcome. Am I saying your name right? You gotta gotta let me know if I'm pronouncing it right. <laughs> I think you did, Mishandi. You did. Yes. <laughs> Welcome. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the offer. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. My pleasure. Um I'm excited. And um, I actually um, came across you in, at a great time because, um, of course, I was like, you know what? It's a new year. I'm going to take my my food and and my serious my my uh, health in a new direction. And so I saw uh, this awesome book that you have out, and uh, was able to connect with you. And so I'm excited. I'm excited about uh, what's going to be shared here on the show tonight. So thank you for joining me. Thank you. I'm excited as well. I enjoy having the opportunity to share um, health and wellness everywhere I go. So thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. So for the folks out here, um, tell us a little bit about who is Mashandi Wright Brown. Okay. So I am a registered nurse by trade. Um, I started Mm -hmm. On my entrepreneurial journey as a a founder of a grassroots organization called Don't Touch Me, and what Don't Touch hmm. Me is is Don't Touch Me is a um, an organization to increase awareness of child molestation. So um, I've been right. doing that for about five years. I was doing that. I realized there were a lot of people who had been uh, wounded, sexually assaulted, and were hurting. And what I also right. noticed is that people, when they're hurt, they make not the best health decisions, you know, don't go to the mm, doctor as much, very ignore true. their mental health, um, aren't good with their finances, not really spiritually sound, 
you know, not don't do well in relationships. And so once I started mm-hmm. raising awareness of molestation and things became became more of a comfortable conversation, still have a long way to go, but it became more of a comfortable conversation, I realized that once mm-hmm. these people, once we come to the realization that, yes, we were hurt, we acknowledge it, we start the healing process, what do we do? How do we get better from those bad behaviors, right? So for me, right. um, as, a, as a victim, I made some very bad decisions, and I realized that I wasn't whole. And so mm-hmm. um, about two years ago or so, a little, really maybe three years ago or so ago, I started on a, my own personal journey during this, this thing, right? While I was trying mm-hmm. to help other people, I decided I would help myself after I healed from the sexual assault. Let's talk about the other areas that I was um, deficient in. And right. I started a garden. And I so the starting the garden was one of the best things I'd ever done because when I started the garden, I became uh, very aware of nature and my body, the role that what I right. put into my mouth played into my own day-to-day health. And as I mentioned, right. I'm a registered nurse by trade, and so – I, in my profession, I saw where people were not taking care of themselves, and my job, to good at it, was helping people once they came to the realization that I have this chronic disease or I have this acute disease, then we need to nurse Mm -hmm. you back to health. And along the way, I looked and said a couple of the top things that people have, diabetes, hypertension, and people on dialysis. I realized they looked like me. So it started off very broad, but then it started to narrow because I started saying all these people, you know, 90% of the people that I see look like me. They're brown people. Um, and so what's different from the people who are brown? What what happened? And what I began to know through conversations and through multiple educations with tens to hundreds of people is that we didn't have the same mm-hmm. education. You know, I'm from the South, right. and I grew up right. eating the the pork is the king of the South. You know, I had the best barbecue <laughs> right. in the world. Yeah, you know, bacon every morning, <laughs> bacon covered everything, you know, um, fried chicken all the time, the best macaroni and cheese in the universe. Right. And so nobody taught me, and then I learned later nobody taught us anything other than what we were given. So we knew to eat fried chicken. We knew I ate all the stuff, pig feet, the, all the stuff. And so I ate what I was given, but no one taught us to challenge it, and nobody educated us. And so um, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I realized that that was the common ground, when I realized that it was the lack of education that we all had in common going into these chronic illnesses, um, I decided to take that what I learned as a nurse and then what I learned in my own personal journey and help people who look like me. So um, absolutely, that's that's how it was born. Wonderful, and, and I wanted to go back, and you mentioned something very important, and about um, when we're talking about uh, sexual assault and molestation, and how um, oftentimes we don't always, um, because of that traumatic experience, we don't always treat our bodies the best. And I would say that also because a lot of times, uh, because myself um, being um, a sexual assault victim as well, you don't notice it. You know, a lot of times I think that mm-hmm. initially, you know, you're sitting back and you're eating, you're doing certain things, and it's not until that day you look in the mirror. 
you know, and that right. person that was once, you know, maybe, you know, certain size, now you're 20 pounds heavy. Or you're just looking at, you know, the different things about yourself, you know, and how you've yeah. kind of um, let yourself go and mistreated your body. And I think because, you know, oftentimes you're in such a, what I call a emotional and mental cloud, you know, you're not recognizing, mm-hmm. you know, how you are um, affecting the body. And we're dealing with stress and, and all of that, mm-hmm. those things that, um, you know, tend to run with that as well. And so with that um, and you being a nurse yourself, for people who are dealing with those traumatic experiences, you know, whether it's sexual assault, molest, molestation, rape, um, abuse, all, any type of traumatic experience, um, what is the first sign that people can recognize that, you know, you know, we are mistreating our body? Well, for me, um, I think that I oftentimes look at weight and how the people's relationship mm-hmm. with food, so not necessarily weight, but the relationship right. with food. So right. when people – when I talk to people and they're always talking about the next meal and they're always talking about food, it makes me think that they're deflecting, that they're not addressing an issue. Or if I see someone who's upset and they they want to eat, I start to wonder about, and not that it's necessarily a dysfunctional relationship, but it makes me, it piques my interest. So that's one of the first things that I notice. And sometimes it's hard. It is until I talk to the person and just to piggyback on what you said that, I realize that what happens is oftentimes when we are abused, we don't feel we're worth it. We don't know our worth. And what I discovered is once I realized how important I am to me, what I put in my Mm. mouth became important. When I loved myself, when I really, truly loved myself, then it became imperative to put good things into my body because I wanted to be here a long time for my kids and my grandkids and my great-grandkids. So now when I look at people who may not, um, you know, if you say, you know, have you gone to the doctor? If you say something like, have you drank water? And they're like, I'm not thinking about water. I don't care about that. Or if you try to just have a regular conversation with someone, they're not even trying to hear anything healthy. You just wonder, you know, um, maybe maybe there's a different way. So instead, for me, instead of saying you should do this, I started saying, um, trying to figure out ways to infuse healthy things one by one. Because the bottom line is, I love you and I want you to be well. So if it takes me that giving you something healthy so that you'll try it, so that you'll make it a part of your life and so that you'll rethink how you feel about food and at the same time rethink how you feel about you, then my mission is accomplished. When we look at this um, and overall health, um, one of the the interesting things, um, and you also um, talk about, is when it comes to African Americans, um, we're, we're in the top, you know, levels of those who suffer from diabetes, those who suffer mm-hmm. from, you know, high blood pressure and all of those things. And I tell people all the time, you know, it's interesting, you know, uh, the African-American culture itself is interesting because you have conversations with people who, you know, oh, well, you know, I have diabetes because my mom had diabetes. Well, that doesn't mean right. you're supposed to have diabetes because exactly. your mom had it or your grandma. You know, just because your auntie had blood, um, high blood pressure doesn't mean you're supposed you know. And so I think sometimes 
a lot of us, you know, mentally kind of talk ourselves um, into certain things. And so, um, Mashandi, when it comes to that, why do you think that we, just dealing with us specifically as African Americans, don't always take our health seriously until, you know, we get that con- that warning from the doctor, you know, unfortunately? Well, I think, honestly, because we weren't taught to. You know, there yeah. are certain things, and I say this about a lot of things, finances, education, entrepreneurship. There are certain things, there are conversations we didn't have at the table. So let me just give you an example. So we were taught, because a lot of times we came from maybe not the best um, financial situations, we had to sit at the table and right. eat all of our food. You had to eat, eat all the food on your yes. plate. Mm-hmm. Even if mm-hmm. your mother overloaded your plate based on what she has wanted, you still had to eat it all. So we taught ourselves, right. we taught our children obesity. Finish your finish the food on your plate. We had bread at every sitting. We had sweet tea. We had or Kool Aid. We we taught. We were taught that those right. things are supposed to be included every meal. No one told us, right. well, if we put the Kool-Aid down, you can have water. Or no one told us mm-hmm. diabetes was preventable. Do you know that I didn't even realize that diabetes is about 95% preventable if wow. you follow the right diet and exercise? No one told me that. I thought it was inevitable mm-hmm. that my grandma had diabetes and I'm going to have diabetes. Or my grandma had right. a heart attack, right. then I'm going to have a heart attack. So. I think that it starts with that baseline education. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. easy to say, I got I have diabetes because my mama has diabetes. There's no work mm-hmm. that needs to mm-hmm. be done. You don't even have to try. You tell the doctor, yep, they ask you too. They lead you. Did your mom have diabetes or did your dad have diabetes? And then, therefore, uh-huh. you must uh-huh. have diabetes. No, right. you know, no one told us that we could yep. fight it. No one told us that, you know, I just see it as a cop-out. So you can be, you can continue to eat what you want. You can take the insulin because your mama had diabetes. Wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Not true. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, so that is the reason why that was awakened in me because I, I it, it hurts me to see the disparity between our people and other people of other races that we, or ethnicities that we, we have to diet record numbers because of lack of education and lack of resources. Right. So um, I decided right. to become an educational tool and a resource to help switch those numbers, change the narrative as it relates to African-American community and chronic illnesses. I just want that narrative to change. So, Absolutely. Mashani, when do you believe that we should, because you, you mentioned something very important about how, you know, um, we're taught, you know, certain behaviors. And so um, when, when is that age, you know, that especially when we have those kids, um, you know, and, and from parents, you know, you get those complaints a lot of times. Well, they won't eat such and such. They won't eat this and they won't eat that and, and so forth. And so at what age, you know, should we start, you know, displaying some of those healthy ways of eating um, so that our kids, you know, can adapt on those things and, you know, hopefully, you know, it'll pass on to them up until adulthood. From the beginning, that's a great question. But from yeah. the beginning, you know, you yeah. do. They, their children are going to do what we do. So they're going to, they're going to emulate what they see. So if they, if they're born, they're eating, they're drinking um, the right kinds of formula. Uh, and I can mm-hmm. get into that whole thing another time. But when they start to eat, they're eating foods, you know, that you possibly curate at home yourself, that you know what's in it, and they watch you, and you don't give them a choice. 
So when the baby frowns up when it eats the food, we go, oh, no, we can't give them that. Let's mm-hmm. give them the applesauce. No, keep on. They'll adapt. They'll get it, you know. And right. then after a while, when they only have healthy choices, they make healthy choices, you know. But if you give me right. a Rice Krispie treat and an apple, if I didn't love myself or I didn't know any better, I'm going for the Rice Krispie treat. It's got more sugar. Sugar's addictive. I'm going for that, you know. I think mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I honestly believe a part of it, especially now, is that we overcompensate for our lack of emotional connection with our children. And what I mean by that Mm -hmm. is we're on our phones, we're building our businesses, we're doing all of our stuff. So if our child asks for a candied apple, if I'd rather be checking Facebook, I'm going to give you the candied apple with no thought to how that's going to change your life, how that's going to affect you. And then, of course, your child, after a while, you're not paying attention that you've given all the sweet stuff and you've gone to McDonald's three to four times a week, which I think is ridiculous, but you're going to Mm -hmm. McDonald's three to four times a week and you're doing, you know, you're ready to get home and you don't have time to cook, so you're all fast food, but then you wonder why you go to the doctor and they say Johnny's 100 pounds overweight. Well, Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. no surprise there. You're giving him fattening food and, you know, and so I think it's all about education and, and for us as adults, as the adults, us setting the standards of what goes on in our house. Um, and that's Absolutely. a hard thing, too, if we weren't taught that. Yeah. You know, it's hard to yeah. go to the supermarket and buy only healthy stuff when we weren't raised like that. So mm-hmm. I believe mm-hmm. that it starts with education, and I believe it starts with the education of the people who purchase the food. So that's what I believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I, and I'm glad you said it because a lot of parents um, get into the hustle and bustle um, of, like, oh, it's so busy, you know, I can't cook tonight, you know, and the quickest thing is to Go to that, that drive-thru, order that mm-hmm. food, you know, and we're not realizing, you know, the consequences later on. And, and one of the things um, I learned um, as a first-time parent, um, just myself, um, I would always see um, people are giving their children juice. Oh, what they drinking? Apple juice or such, some uh-huh. type of juice. Well, with my daughter, very early on, even though, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I breastfed her, she's good. So once we weaned from that, you know, she went to the juice. Well, little did I know, the juice mm-hmm. was having an effect on her teeth. So yes. the sugar, you know, breaks down. It, it, it can erode their teeth. It can, you know, the mm-hmm. acid wears down on the enamel. And so, you know, mm-hmm. whereas I was, you know, looked at, you know, through my childhood, okay, drinking juice, it's okay. Well, once I began to have mm-hmm. my own child, I was able to see the damage of that, mm-hmm. you know, and giving her okay. those things. And so, like you said, it's all about, you know, getting, you know, getting informed and educating yourself on those benefits so that you know, you know, how certain things affect you because, you know, and like you said, that's the, it's it's all about giving our kids that quick fix sometimes. Like, oh, okay, well, I don't have time to, to, to make you a juice, so I'm just going to give you this this juice box, you know, or right. here's this Kool-Aid here, drink that, you know, and so forth. And so a lot of times we have to, uh, you know, keep that in our mindset of not always trying to get what's convenient but what's actually going to be healthy, you know, for right. our kids. So, um, but, and one of the things I did want to talk to you about is, um, Ashani, I know you probably heard this question a lot. 
why does it cost so much for us to eat healthy? I think, like, um, a lot of people talk up to me about going to the supermarket and purchasing groceries. And a lot of people said this is one of the number one reasons that deters them from eating healthy. So do you um, believe as well that the price of that we have to pay for healthy food is something that also deters people, you know, from picking those healthy choices? Um, I do. Uh, yeah. I, I do. But a part, some of it is just research for us, too, because for Aldi a lot, and Aldi's not paying me. I just absolutely love Aldi. The prices are amazing for veggies and, yeah. and fruit. Then if you are in a place, if you're privileged enough to live in an area where you have international markets, those prices are amazing. So I can go for something I would buy at the Harris Teeter for, like cilantro, for one ninety nine, I can get it from the the international market for fifty cents. So I didn't know that until I started going into those places. So it was, you know, again that might be an excuse. It because it now the way that it's set up, there are so many people who know that we are on this health kick that the prices are coming down because the demand is going up. So they don't have to charge as much because they sell so much more. And so, and and then the other thing, which is why I wrote the Black Girl's Guide to Wellness, and the reason why I'm writing What Am I Going to Eat, is because we don't know what to do with that stuff once we get it. So let's just say it's on sale. We pass by, we're like, yep, that's a good price, but what am I going to do with watercress? Or what am I going to do with bok choy? You know, so we needed to be educated on how we can use those things in our healthy diet. So if we are looking at chicken, macaroni, and cheese, and green beans compared to something healthy, Sure, their alternatives may be expensive, but if we say we are going to make a hot veggie bowl, you can get veggies for $5, put it on some quinoa for $4, mm-hmm. and you have a non-meal that will feed everybody. So it's just a, yeah. it, it's just a, it's a, a, a shift. There's a learning curve that has to happen, and that's one of the main reasons I'm here is because we need to see someone who looks like us, who knows what good food tastes like. You know, we want yes. that good taste, yeah. right? We want to make sure it yeah. tastes yep. like that good old southern food, right? So we need somebody who looks like us, who understands that, who can help us shift and say, you can eat this and trust me, it's flavorful, you're going to like this. And so I think that's it. So, yes, if you go to a vegan restaurant, it's pricey. But if you make those vegan meals at home or those vegetarian meals at home or those uh, they don't have to be vegetarian. They can just be more healthy meals, less sugar, less salt, more seasonings. If we, we can do that at home for fairly inexpensive too, we just need someone to open that gate and show us how. Because otherwise, we don't. We weren't taught that, so we don't know. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and I'm glad you said about the fact about us seeing someone that looks like us, you know, who are mm-hmm. giving us these <laughs> examples because it's important, you know, it is. Because yes. uh, for us, if we see someone um, who, you know, is a part of our culture, we're more inclined to, oh, okay, I may give this a try. I may, you know, yes. and so, um, and, and one of the things is I think, 
um, was over the weekend, and and um, you had did some cooking with some jackfruit, um, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And so yes. at first, initially, everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, what is that?" You know, and it's like, you right. know, and so you know, you but you were able to get people interested in, okay, well, let me see what this jackfruit is, and wonder what it tastes yeah. like, and wonder what's the texture like, and so. You know, what is that experience like for you to be able to kind of open that segue for people to open their minds to new foods that they, they may never try experiment with in their lives? I love it. If you can't tell from the video, I love it because, um, you know, like if it takes me and I'll try it and I'm not afraid and I'm extremely open-minded and I know my people. We are beautiful. We can do anything, but sometimes we are closed-minded. So if I can go in and be the segue, open up the space, create the conversation, and be honest. Like I gave an honest review. I had my daughter eat it for the first time. I didn't let her taste it to give an honest review because if it didn't taste well, I was going to tell you, hey, y'all, we're not going to do this. But to be able to (laughs) say this is good, you know, and this is good for you. Jackfruit is so, there's so many health benefits to jackfruit. It's anti-cancer. It is rich in um, vitamin B6, which is good for energy. It is such a good, it lowers, um, it helps in diabetes, lowers the blood sugar. It is such mm-hmm. an amazing fruit. So first of all, I needed people to know that. For me, when, if you love yourself, when you find out the benefits to something, how it benefits you and your body, you're more inclined to go to it. So I wanted to give the health benefits of it, but then say, hey, guys, it's good. And the reason why a lot of things aren't good to us is because if you cut, if you had the jackfruit at home and you had to cut through that shell, which was interesting, and you had to boil it and do all that stuff, you might would have lost it and say, hey, I ain't doing this. I'm going to get a cheeseburger. But if somebody tells you at the end of this, it's going to taste like some barbecue pulled pork, you're going to work for it because it not only is it going to be good to you, it's going to be good for you. And so that was so gratifying for me that even if one person changes, you know, inch by inch, anything's a cinch. One person to the next person to the next person. So I was excited. It was it was really really good to Bianca. It was it was a dip. It was really good. It yeah. Was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And so for you, um, in your experience, um, of um, broadening people's um ideas uh, to different things. What what are some of the challenges? Um, about kind of getting people to get on the right track as far as being concerned when it comes to their health, what they're putting in their body? Well, a part of it is old habits. You know, people just don't – change is hard, you know, and and, and being wrong. And being wrong is hard for people to admit. So first of all, you have to change, which we don't want to do, and then someone – is telling you that your way may not have been right. That's a pride thing. That's hard, too. So um, I tell people now what I say is instead of telling people what they can't do, my way into your life, into your health and wellness, is to tell you what you can do. It's more empowering, you know, to you can eat this, you can eat this, you can do this, you, it can taste like this. And, it, and putting a positive spin on it, makes people want to do it more. But when I started off saying as a nurse, as a professional, in 20 years' experience, you can't continue this, you can't do this, you can't do that, 
trying to have nobody telling them what to do. That's the problem. We don't like nobody telling us what to do. So <laughs> right. that's one of the problems, right? Somebody tell you can't do something. Right. I, nobody can't tell me. I work all week. I made this money. I, if I want to treat myself, I'm treating myself, right? So right. instead, when I realized that me and that approach was falling on deaf ears, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. guess what? You can eat a full plate of food if you put this up there. You can eat right. more of this if you don't put salt in it and put this in it. You can eat <laughs> two times as much if you do this. And then all of a sudden it's like, what? You mean to tell me I, if I don't have beef, you can make me a mushroom <laughs> slider that tastes like beef? You know, and so my challenge was at initially trying to figure out how to get people to – say, okay, when they didn't know, you know, the fear of the unknown. They don't know what they're going to get. You come to one of my events, you don't know if you're going to walk out full or hungry because you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> so that was one of the challenges, trying to figure out a, a, the happy medium. And that, for me, has been the most rewarding, figuring out a balance between really good food and really good-for-you food, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. So when we open, when we when we open the book to the Black Girls Guide to Wellness, twenty one uh, days to transform into a more healthy and happy you. What are some things that um, you share? in this book to kind of get us going? Because like you said, for us trying to change those old habits, so how have you made this book easy enough uh, for folks to really gradually, you know, kind of get themselves um, in the flow um, of getting started with this transition? Well, that is a great question. Um, So this book, um, one of the things I did was, I attack the mind in addition to the food. So although I use food as a setup, so I took these, I made these dishes, I took these beautiful pictures, and people like to eat, and I knew that would get people's attention. But in between that, I said, what is your relationship with food? So this book is an interactive book. So it's not just a cookbook. It's an interactive book, a journal where you have to pick it up for 21 days and think about your relationship with food. For example, um, when when it's that girl time for me, I love birthday cake, love, love, love birthday cake, and I had to figure out why. You know, why do I love birthday cake? So I had to figure <laughs> out my relationship, you know, with that cake. food. Out, girl, I love, let me hold on a second, sidebar. I love birthday cake and ice cream, honey. Let me tell you. So, like love, like it's ridiculous love, right? So I wanted to figure out why, because I didn't want, I don't want to die of diabetes because I love birthday cake and ice cream and chips right time of the month. Right. But what happened was that was a really good time of my life when I was a little girl. When I had, you know, we had those parties in the neighborhood. We didn't have much money, but everybody had their birthday cake, ice cream, and some chips. And so that. Was a happy, took me to a happy place. And so I realized that, all right, what else can I do to take me to a happy place so that I don't eat those? When that light bulb went off for me, I realized I couldn't have been the only person who felt that way. And that resonated with right. people. You know, that's where the, 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 um, the eating when you're sad comes in, the eating when you're um, grieving comes in, because it takes you back to a place where in our community, eating, we, everything is you're eating. Somebody dies, you eat. A baby's born, you eat. 
you know, get a new job, you eat everything that happens in our life, we are eating some major big meal. And mm-hmm. so that brings those feelings of love and comfort and, and camaraderie and family. So I, in the book, I said, well, this will give people the opportunity to, if they don't on the day 10, do they fall back, to look at what made them fall back. What was going on in your day? And what else makes you feel that kind of way? So the Black mm-hmm. Girls Guide to Wellness talks about the mind as well as gives you um, 21 days of meal, well, 17 days of meal um, alternatives and then five days of a sugar detox because I believe everyone should do a sugar detox. And so, um, and then additionally, I introduced 21 foods that people may or may not know, but, and I'll talk about the health benefits of that food. So that's what the, that's how the Black Girls Girl Guide to Wellness is designed to help people transition because if you know the benefits mm-hmm. of an avocado or a chickpea, or if you know the benefits of bok choy or jackfruit, I love your, you might pick oh it up. And, oh, I love. <laughs> do you know how good they are for you? Oh, girl, uh, you can do look. I know. I had no cookies. idea. I had. <laughs> I had actually just discovered them. I think I went to. Whole Foods, and they had them on the um, the salad bar, and I was like, "Hmm, these mm-hmm. look interesting." So I tried them, and I've been hooked every. <laughs> I've been hooked every Girl, the chickpea <laughs> is the the staple in this kitchen over here. You can put, you can roast those chickpeas and curry. You can put them on a salad. You can eat them as nuts. They're you can grind them, make them to a burger. You can make your own hummus. There's so wow. many things you can do with the chickpea. Yeah. And then the juice, you can use it like eggs, and you can it, you can whip it up, and it makes things. Um, it's like an egg substitute. Oh, There's wow. so many things with the chickpea. Yeah, yeah. Aquafaba is wow. so good. Amazing. But, um, thank you. Um, absolutely yeah, so amazing. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. What were you saying? No, I was just going to say that's one of the that's what the book does. So it introduces things, um, not too complicated, and has people thinking about um, you know healthy alternatives and saying just like you just said, hmm, let's try this. Hmm, that was good, and then maybe put more of that in your diet. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, a listener, yeah. um, Tori from Seattle, she says, uh, what made you do 21 days? Um, a lot of times you see people may do a seven-day, 10-day. What made you go with 21 days? Well, um, someone said that it takes 21 days to break a habit. And so okay, i just taken the whole idea that if you seven days, People fall back. Watching people diet, watching people try stuff for a week, mm-hmm. you're really not invested right. after seven days. But when right. you do it 21 days, you have made a decision to continue. You know, it's a to commitment. Keep going. That yeah, a lot. Yeah. It's a commitment. Yeah, yeah. So that's why Absolutely. I did 21 days. Um, just because I, you know, I could have easily done seven days and it'd been a smaller book and cost me less money. But <laughs> would I have gotten the results <laughs> uh, as I? as I believe you get after 21 days? And the answer is no. Um, so that's why. Thank you, Tori, for that Absolutely. question. Absolutely. Wonderful. And we actually have a caller here, uh, caller from area code 510, um, last digits 9882. State your name and where you're calling from. From the Bay Area in California. How are you? Hey, hey Carrie. Welcome. We are on with Mashani, and we're discussing her book, uh, The Black Girl's Guide to Wellness. You got a question or comment for her? Well, my first comment is that I really appreciate the topic because this seems to have been a 
a consistent or a constant um, struggle in my life, just making those proper choices and realizing right. the association with emotional eating and and like she said, the birthday cake and that takes you to a happy place. My advice is ice cream. It like calms my soul when I'm angry, when I'm upset, <laughs> when I'm hurt. Like yeah. ice cream is yeah. everything. If you cut me, I'm ice cream. So in your book, when you're talking about emotional attachments to food and things like that, like I appreciate the candor in which you're speaking because that's something that I can relate to. When you're talking about um, emotional eating and 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 how I guess like the whole application of that, how do you uh, encourage the reader to not, uh, I guess you want to say, not to beat themselves up when they fall short, but to get back on the horse and continue? Like, how do you how do you encourage that type of thinking? Like, okay, you may slip up in this moment, but then the next moment bounce back. That type of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. That's a great question. So yeah, in the book, I ask you, how do you, how does it make you feel? And then is there anything else that will make you feel the way that ice cream makes you feel? And it, even if you can't think of it right now, you start to think of other things that take you to that happy place. And even right. though you slipped up, right. it calls you to do a check, you know, a self-check and say, all right, okay, that was a slip-up, but what else can I do that will take me to that happy place? Can I read? Can I kickbox? Can I go for a walk? Can I watch the sunrise? Can I write? Can I call my mom? Can I do something else that, doesn't, that won't be detrimental to my health um, in the place of that? So I don't believe in beating you up. This is a journey. Um, this is not something that you're going to arrive the 21 days was just to get your attention so that you'll watch more so that we can go on this journey together. This is not something that is going to happen overnight. You're going to fall. I fall. Mm-hmm. I forget. Some days, you know, I want that darn ice cream and cake. Now, some days I just do. <laughs> but it's, a, it's that process. When I start processing mentally how I feel about myself, how I feel about my life, how I want to see my children and my grandchildren, it makes me eat less and less of that cake until I decide to replace that cake with something else. And I don't feel guilty if I slip. I mean, we're human. I don't feel yeah. guilty. But when you make something yeah. your lifestyle, the slip-ups go, they happen mm-hmm. less and less and less. If you're just following someone's guide and you haven't really adopted it as your own and you haven't really looked at you in this in this journey, then you, your slip-ups make you feel bad. But mine don't. This is a lifestyle. You know, this is in your shoes. Yeah. It's a lifestyle change. You know, it's something – I don't know how old you are, but it took you all those years to get to this point. So it's going to take you a while to unlearn those things, undo those unhealthy habits. It's going to take you a while. So I don't say beat yourself up. I say look at it and learn from each one of those instances. Right. Thank you for that question. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Carrie. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm I'm listening. (laughs) Okay. Questions or let us know if we can help you. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, this one comes from London, from Atlanta, and this is actually one. Of, this is actually one of my questions too. Um, she wants to know uh, her being a. Uh, she says during um, her cycle each month, chocolate is her go-to. For some reason, mm-hmm. chocolate continues to call me. And that's kind of my situation that I have been dealing with, um, especially, um, and I don't know if, it, if if there's any linkage to it, but for me, that came after I had um, gave birth to my daughter, 
where during, the, you know, the cycle time of the month or just certain times of the month, I just craze chocolate, and I've never been able to understand why. And and I found myself, you know, actually sometimes catching an attitude <laughs> when I couldn't get, you know, any chocolate, like where's the chocolate? So, Mashandi, what, what is that all about? Why is it, and I guess it goes back to the sugar, why, or why is our body craving that chocolate, especially, you know, during those times of the month? Well, chocolate is uh, not so bad if you eat, like, cocoa powder. Like, But it's, there are several things. There's the sugar that you're addicted to, and the, and the chocolate mm-hmm. actually releases the happy endorphins. It makes you feel good. It, it, that's proven. Mm-hmm. So part of that is it really does make you feel good. So yeah. I wouldn't say even discount the chocolate. I would say eat, like, chocolate in its natural state. So the Hershey's. Chocolate might not be the best for you. It does raise your cholesterol. It has other stuff in it besides cocoa powder. But if you just bought natural organic cocoa powder, for instance, and you took a banana and froze the banana and you put the banana in a blender and you put the cocoa powder in there and Hmm. blended it with a smidgen of almond milk, you have now chocolate ice cream, chocolate and banana ice cream. So now you can eat the chocolate. Oh, that sounds good. (laughs) And it, it is good, too. But now you can get the chocolate, you can get the, the endorphin release, you don't feel guilty. You know, yeah. you now you've made it, you've eaten the most healthy version of chocolate that you can. So get how it makes you feel, and it does release happy emotions. You could find something that makes you happy as well, or you could just eat cocoa, something with cocoa powder in, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a natural state. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things is especially – um, during the new year, we have a lot of people who make New Year's resolutions, like, okay, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. I'm going to, you know, maybe go to the gym more, um, all of these different things. And so you have a lot of people often trying um, various uh, diets to kind of, um, you know, get them through. Is there um, a does switching from certain diets back and forth to various diets, does that have an effect? on our bodies because you have some people who maybe they're on the smoothie um, diet. A lot of people are doing smoothies now where they're supplementing that as just their meals. And in all of these various diets that we see popping up, um, how does switching from certain diets affect or does it affect our body? So I think and I, my belief is that God, I'm a, and I believe I'm a God, Jesus person, so forgive me if you're not, but there's a design to this thing, and this thing is completely balanced. This thing is so smart, our bodies. And so I, yeah. anything that goes against the balance of our bodies, to me, I don't believe in. And so diet, to me, don't work if you don't attack the mind. Without the mm. mind, without the mind right. shift, without that whole thought process change, Without a true value in yourself, I don't care how many diets you're going. You can do the smoothie diet and, you know, there's people making a lot of monies on the 10-day smoothie diet. Mm-hmm, if, you mm-hmm, if you don't mm-hmm. change the mind and the lifestyle and they go back to eating, they're going to eat way more because now they're going to like, dang, I haven't true. eaten for 20 days and now I'm going to eat more. They're going to gain more weight. You know, if you, I'm super hungry, right? If you go to a no-carb diet, you're going to, you know, that's ridiculous because the brain needs carbs. The brain needs glucose to survive. 
So now yeah. you to function. So now you got people who are not saying I ain't gonna eat no carbs or low carbs, but they're confused at work. They don't know why they're confused. You need the glucose. Mm-hmm. You need the sugar. So yeah. you that doesn't make any sense. And then if you go to an all glucose, I mean a carb diet, that doesn't make any sense. If you go to an all greens diet, you got to eat a whole bunch of kale to equal, even though kale is a super protein of the greens. You got to eat the the daily required amount of kale greens, but then you got to eat the daily required amount for protein. So that's double the mm-hmm. amount of kale or or leafy green leafy vegetables that you would normally eat. That's the conversation that's not being had. So for me, the mm-hmm. diet mm-hmm. don't work because the education that goes along with those diets doesn't work. You know, people see a quick, you know, make a lot of money, sell a lot of books, and they're like, oh, get on this diet, you know, and then you're going to be fixed, and you see instant the the problem is we are a world of instant gratification. You see those five right. pounds come off, you think this diet so is true. great. But then you're <laughs> so mad true. and you're gonna gain twenty pounds back. That right. So to me right. diet is a um uh to me, to diet is a disaster waiting to happen. However, if you adopt a lifestyle shift and you say, I'm gonna implement these changes that are over time gonna cause a gradual, steady and sustainable weight loss, then you'll be fine. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mashandi, in, in your book, um, even on day two, uh, one of the things I loved about it is that you t- you said that self-love uh, is your most valuable accessory. And it kind of goes back to what you were just mentioning about us changing our mental because, you know, like you said, we can we can drink smoothies for 20 days. But if our mind, our mindset hasn't been um, change behind that, then we're just going to go um, back to those old eatings. But how important is it that before starting any regimen, before doing anything, that, you know, we love ourselves. We're embracing, you know, where we are at this point in our lives with our bodies. Super important. Thank you for that question. Yeah. Super important. Now, do I believe the reason why that is the first book in my food conversation and it has to happen to be a, a journal is because I mm-hmm. think it's super important. You have to know, you know, that people always talk about knowing your why, but you have to be your yeah. why. Not because your husband right. thinks you need to look like this or your man, not because it looks good when you get in front of social media or when you're on stage, but you have to be your why. And when you love yourself and you're your why, you'll keep it up. It doesn't even won't even bother you to pass up that steak when it passes by you, you know. And so that it's super important to that I feel it's super important that you at least if you're not there where you have complete self love, that you're on your way. Like that's a part of your priority. You know, that's your priority is not losing 10 pounds. Your priority is loving yourself, and as a result, you'll lose 10 pounds. You know, your priority Mm -hmm. is controlling your diabetes, and as a result, you'll lose weight and be fine. You know, like, you know, you just want this, this body to be a certain way. That's not enough to sustain for years. You know that's not a that's not a sustainable tool. But when you say right. I don't want diabetes, I don't want heart disease. I love myself. I want to be able to stay awake and not go to bed as soon as I go come home from work. Or I want to be able to run with my kids. Or I, you know, once you find a, a greater why than something that's completely vain, then it's more mm-hmm. sustainable in my opinion. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Shandi, at the end of the day, when people go and they purchase uh, the Black Girl's Guide to Wellness, what do you want people to be able to take away and apply in their lives um, after they um, have gone through the journey? Oh, that's a great question. So two things I know for sure that I want people to take away with the purchase of this book. Number one, that you are worth the time, the effort, and the money to be the very best and most healthy version of you, right? That's number one. And number two is I want people to be open-minded to the things that weren't placed before us as kids. You know, the foods that are good for us and, and are good to our bodies that we may not have been exposed to. You know, somebody walks away and wants to try chickpeas for the first time or um, eat avocado who didn't like the texture or mm-hmm. eat more sweet potatoes because of what it gives them their bodies, then that's what I would love for you to take away from reading this book. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, what I want to do is I want to take a little break, but we're going to come back. We're going to tell people how they can connect with you, where they can go to purchase this book, all of those great things. So don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey, y'all. It's Coach Michelle Jackson. And when I'm not busy coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Bianca Fly takes me high on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. The Beautiful Butterfly Show would like to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf of the Vibration Radio Network.
And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly, and that was Transform Me um, by gospel recording artist Deborah Price. Uh, you guys can connect with her on Twitter, uh, actually, at Deborah McKinney Price. Uh, she um, is a awesome, awesome um, gospel singer, and so make sure you guys head over there and connect with her and uh, check out her music. Um, you can actually go to Deborah Price, um, 2014, um, or you can just look for Deborah McKinney Price um, on Twitter. Uh, you can also check her out on SoundCloud. Her music is available there on Amazon, Google Play, iTunes, uh, so pretty much everywhere. Um, and you can um, check out her songs such as Transform Me and other um, awesome songs as well from her album entitled The Soul of a Woman. And, of course, tonight, you guys, we are on with Mashandi uh, Wright Brown. You guys, we are talking about her book entitled The Black Girl's Guide to Wellness. And, uh, Mashandi, we do have uh, two more questions we're going to ask, and then we're going to let you get out of here. Uh, Glenda, uh, Glenda from Florida, she says, how do I go about introducing healthy and better food to my family. So a lot of times that can be tricky because, you know, when we try something, we get those, ew, mommy, I don't want to try that, or the husband doesn't want to try the food. How do Mm -hmm. we kind of ease ourselves in there and and make something or introduce something to the family? So that's a great question, Glenda. So I would say make make it a theme right? So mm-hmm. we like parties and events and we like stuff like that. So say, for instance, the jackfruit. So make it a thing. So we're going to have a jackfruit Super Bowl party. And you, mm-hmm. and then they buy into it. So you might have to do something different. You might have to put uh, something special on the table. You might have to say, this will be cool. Let's transform this to this and involve, and involve your children and involve your husband. And you know, people have this thing when they think the idea is theirs, they're more willing to do it anyway. So you just make mm-hmm. it a big deal, um, and then you'll see that they'll say, oh, okay, it becomes like a party, it's a special event. You say, we're going to have date night, no phone. I just want to have your attention, and we're going to try whatever. And then you'll mm-hmm. see that people will be more inclined to do it because it feels like you did, you designed that that food and that event just for them. So absolutely, I would do that. Or, you know, like if you're going to do, you know, I like the idea of meatless Mondays, you know, and so people will be looking oh, yeah, forward definitely. to 
all right, you know, meet this Monday. We're going to do that, and you're going to say, what can we do with this mushroom? Ask them their opinion. What meal would you like to see mommy make out of mushrooms? And then once, then they'll start voting on it, and then you'll say, all right, so we're going to see, we're going to vote, and this is going to be, like, say, Mishandi's <laughs> night. So Mishandi said yeah. she, wants mush, she wants burgers, sliders, so we're going to do that. And you find the recipe, and you do this, and once you make it about the person or the, the family or the night yeah, or theme yeah. it, it just becomes more fun. So I would say the answer to that Absolutely. is make it fun. You know, not some you're going to eat this Brussels sprouts or you're going to eat this, you know, like I said earlier, when you tell somebody they have to do something, they're reluctant to do it. So if you make it more fun mm-hmm. um, and just, you know, introduce things one by one, not a lot, I, I think you'll be successful. I haven't had any issues introducing it to my children who are adult children now and my boyfriend who, you know, how people can be sometimes. But I've had no issues. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Renee from Chicago, uh, she says um, uh, she is a new mom. She says, I've heard a lot of pros and cons when it comes to formula and giving your baby different formulas and cereals. Um, how can I incorporate some healthy eating even when it comes to my baby? So I would want to know, thank you for your question, Renee. So I would want to know how <laughs> old your baby is, and mm-hmm. um, that would help me determine what to do. So I'm a proponent of breastfeeding. So if it's a little baby, I would say breastfeed. But if the baby is about four months or more, I would say make the food at home. So everything, yeah. the you know, baby food, jar baby food is just food they pureed and put in, you know, they put in a blender pureed and put in a jar. So right. I would say buy some things that are more healthy, that don't have as many chemicals, you know, that you made at home, puree it in your blender or your um, Vitamix or your Ninja, put it into mason. They have little mason jars that look just like uh, baby formula jars with these cute little plastic right. pots. You, you can freeze them because they're mason jars, and you give your baby your own food. You know, that way you can introduce. You don't have to have the supermarket selection telling you what it is that your child can have at these stages. As long as you introduce one by one so that you can determine allergies and sensitivities and things like that, that's how I would do it. I would blend up my own greens, you know. I would blend up my own carrots. I would blend up my own um, whatever it is I wanted to try with my baby. And then as you graduate from stage one to stage two and not have to blend it up and then cut it up so they can have it, and then stage three, you know, it's the exact same thing, but you're in control. You know exactly what's going into your baby's mouth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mashandi, um, at the end of the day, uh, what do you feel um, that your mission is, uh, of course, being uh, a registered nurse and, and helping people as well. But when it comes to uh, health and wellness, what do you feel your mission and your purpose is now? Oh, awesome question! So, wow, I think ultimately my mission is to change the narrative in the brown community of all yeah. browns. You know, I would like for there to be nurses who don't say, oh, all the patients who come in with diabetes are brown. All the patients who are on the houses, you know, 95% of them are brown or 95% of the people who have these chronic illnesses are brown. I want to level Mm -hmm, the playing field, you know. I want to 
at the end of the day, my mission is to educate brown people on a healthier lifestyle in order to change the narrative. That's my mission. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, uh, Ms. Shondi, for the folks out here, tell them where they can go to purchase this book and also um, how people can connect with you as far as social media and all those great things. Okay, awesome, the fun part. You can find me on social media. On Facebook, I am at Ms. Shondi Wright, RN Wellness Coach on Facebook. Or you can just, if you find me, you'll find just Mishandi Wright Brown. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Mishandi Wright Wellness. You can find me on Twitter at my grassroots organization, I Am Don't Touch Me. You can purchase the Black Girl's Guide to Wellness on Amazon.com, or you can purchase it on MishandiWright.com. M-I-S-H-O-N-D-Y-W-R-I-G-H-T dot com. Um, And you can follow me. I mean, you can find out anything you want to know about me or future events, future books, um, how to work with me at MashandiWright.com. Absolutely awesome, and I definitely want to just thank you so much uh, for coming on here tonight. I'm glad that we are able to have this dialogue. I think it's one that is needed more often. I think that initially at the end of the day, you know, a lot of us, um, as you stated earlier in the show, we don't make healthier uh, decisions when it comes to our food because we haven't been educated in that when it comes to that. We haven't been informed. And so the best way um, is to, you know, get informed, connect with people who can inform you of healthier ways of of eating, um, you know, certain foods that we love so much and how to make those healthier foods um, taste just as good um, as they would be with that that pork in it or, or fat back right. or, or whatever, you know, we choose to put in it. And so I'm just glad that you're out here and you're just trying to change the, the narrative and, and create more uh, longevity in the lives of uh, brown people um, and people in general. And so I just want to thank you so much for coming on here and sharing so much oh, with thank us. You. Thank you, Bianca. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you to your listeners. You guys were great. Your great questions. I really appreciate this time. Absolutely, and uh, we'll definitely have to get you back on here again soon. I definitely would love to have you back on, and so we'll definitely um, make that happen. And I hope you have a great rest of your um, night and weekend. You got any um, final words or thoughts you want to share with the listeners out here? Um, just make sure that you, you guys know that you are important, that your life matters, and you can't take care of anyone else until you take care of yourself. So my goal for you is for you to be well. I love that. Absolutely love that. And uh, once again, make sure you guys go and check out uh, the Black Girls Guide to Wellness. Um, I am sure you guys are going to love it. And those recipes are amazing. And I'm actually going to try. Um, I've always bought black bean burgers, but now I got a recipe. I'm going to make it at yes. home and uh, <laughs> do it myself. And I'll post it and let you guys know um, how that goes and how it tastes and all those great things. And so, once again, thank you so much for coming on here, and uh, definitely look forward to having you back on here again soon, and I hope you enjoy your evening. 
It was my pleasure. Thank you, Bianca. You're welcome. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Oh, all right. Thank you. All right, you guys, that was Arthur Mashandi Wright-Brown. Make sure you head over to Amazon and purchase the Black Girl's Guide to Wellness, um, 21 Days to Transform into a More Healthy and Happy You. So thank you so much uh, to our caller, Carrie, um, a great supporter as well. And she actually has a book coming out in a couple of days. Uh, and so I'm so excited for her. We're going to have to get her back on here again too, uh, to share that with you guys. Um, and to all of you guys who sent in your questions and comments, we appreciate you. To those of you who are listening uh, from wherever you're tuned in from, guess what? We definitely appreciate you guys. And I'm excited because we got more great guests coming up for you guys. Um, coming up Monday, we have another awesome guest. Uh, we have Brian Vasquez. Uh, uh, he's going to be joining us, and so we're going to be talking about relationships and goals for life. And so we're going to talk about how relationships, um, breakups, uh, marriages, divorces, um, you know, just just dating affects um, our life and how it affects our goals that we may not accomplish and how it kind of pushes back some things. So we're going to delve into some good stuff, you guys, and this is going to be Tuesday. February 13th, you guys, um, at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And then next Thursday um, at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to have professional makeup artist uh, Tiffany Tia uh, from uh, Tia Torre Artistry. She's going to be joining us, and we're going to be talking beauty, branding, and marketing. Uh, So she's going to give us some tips. Um, as far as women on how to enhance our beauty, not by pounding on ounces and ounces of makeup, but we're going to talk about some great benefits. We're going to talk about how you can market this. We're going to talk about branding yourself in other aspects when it comes to your businesses uh, that you guys have. So it's going to be a great show, guys. So we've got more awesome guests coming and joining us. Um, and so we appreciate you guys so much for continuing to support us. Um, over here at the Beautiful Butterfly Show and Vibration Radio Network, you guys. And so we're going to get ready to get out of here. Um, I hope the tr- weekend treats you kind, you guys. Live life and live it abundantly. I am Bianca Fly. See you next time. 